Welcome to the Elliott Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott. I'm here with Aaron Elliott. Yes, and no one else. And no one else. <laughs> Why? Because Aiden's fighting for freedom. Yeah, Aiden is... Uh, do we want to say? Yeah. Or do we want to wait until he's back? No, no, we can say. Okay. He's, Aiden is in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Yeah. He has a friend there, a popular YouTuber that he knows, and he's visiting with him for a couple of days. Yes. So now I can say I sent my son to Vietnam. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I have to say it does feel, I feel, even though Aiden is 18, he's an adult, I feel a little bit of separation. Um, I wouldn't say anxiety, but I just, you know, I'm a little nervous. It's the first, his first time ever leaving the country without us, but he seems to be doing okay. Yep, and he seems to be well taken care of too. Yes, from what I can tell. So, so Dad, yeah. tell me what we've done this week. You know, I was thinking about this because if you just describe what we did, it doesn't sound very interesting, but it actually is very interesting because we've been discovering the real Bangkok. So last week, we stayed at several very nice hotels along the river. And I should probably say one of the comments that we got someone said, I really wish that you would write more, like extensively about some of these hotels. Wish granted. I will put a link to the story that I did for Forbes in the podcast. So uh, you'll get to see uh, or read all about the places that we stayed. But this week though, was very different because we were, we checked into an apartment that we were renting. So we are in a neighborhood called Klong Tan. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, <laughs> but it is, um, it's basically where all the Japanese expatriates live, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And what do you think, Aaron? Well, Klongtan's interesting. Um, <laughs> I think that that's how I start every single... I think that's what you say all the time. I always it's say that. very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. No, you know what? Where we are, I'll say I don't like it very much because in order to get anywhere, you have to walk through... It's not just a narrow road. It's a road where the cars are sort of backed up into traffic mm -hmm. and you have to pass by like this embassy. There's no sidewalk for at least seven minutes. So seven minutes, you're like inches between cars. And this isn't like, I have to say, this is not like Indonesia where, you know, at least in Indonesia, the cars and, and whatnot will try to avoid you. With this, it's just like, yeah, it's, it sucks anyway. So you have that, and then if you're... We've had some close calls too. Yeah, yeah, we where, have. Where they've, the cars have come so close. And it's not the cars you have to worry about, it's um, the mirrors. Yeah, the mirrors are, are gonna get you. You're gonna get swiped by those. But you know, once you get past that, uh, once you get to the main road where you have the BTS line, which is the Bangkok train system, I believe. Yes, they named it after a Korean pop group. Uh, <laughs> or, or was it the other way around? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't think any of us will ever know. Um, there are malls, basically. Lots of malls. Lots and, of malls. And actually, so this is what we did this week. We explored the neighborhood that we were in. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And we also went to the dentist, which is something a lot of people do when they go to Thailand because they have a lot of dentists here and the prices are very reasonable compared to other, other places. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, the malls here are not like the malls that we're used to in the States. They actually are built um, in more of a vertical way, 
they're like in these really large buildings and you walk up. So it's not, they're not sprawling. They're, they, they're like vertical. high rises. They're vertical, right. And uh, there, there are actually two malls that we've been doing a lot of walking in. And so the reason that we do all this walking in the mall is because we're in the middle of monsoon season and so when it starts raining, really that's the only place that you can walk. Yeah. So what have you thought of the malls that we've been to? I mean, I think people do come to um, Thailand to go shopping, so this might be something that our listeners would be interested in. Well, I'll say this. Once you've seen one <laughs> high-end mall, you've seen them all. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Like, they all have the same restaurants, yeah. the same outlet stores. They, if you go to a good mall, it has every, sing, every same thing that um, every other high-end mall will have. If you're yeah. going to a lesser mall, then yeah, you're not going to get as much. But I would say like the three malls that we've gone to most frequently is M Cordier, uh, Emporium, and then there's Terminal 21. And I'll say this is that, um, well, I like, M, I like M Cordier better. I think that it's to a more higher end audience, even uh, the sort of Japanese audience. But... Um, they all have the same things, basically. Mm-hmm. Same restaurants, same things. Uh, the only difference is how many Thai people are going to be in one versus the other. Yeah. And if you're going to one that's more targeted towards the Thai audience, it's going to be more like a souk, like in the Middle East, just going to be a little bit more crazy. Whereas if you're going to one aimed at you know foreign tourists, that's really high end, uh, you're going to end up with fewer people and probably higher prices but i mean it's going to have more of what you're looking for and it definitely has more of what we want in a mall anyway yeah yeah i mean i'm thinking of the um the mall that we saw when we last week when we got here and icon cm icon yeah and and that was much more of a mall for uh thai and other asian tourists that were coming in specifically Chinese tourists coming in because the prices were a little bit better than in Hong Kong. Yeah. But the one that we're in, that we're close to here, is more for Japanese tourists. And so you walk in there and it has all the French designer uh, clothes stores, and then it has these very high-end Japanese coffee shops and restaurants. Yep. It has all of those sort of hype stores and uh, Uniqlo and, yeah. and uh, Muji. A yeah. huge Muji store, and I don't know if, if any, I'm sure that our listeners know what Muji is, some of them at least, but um, normally Mujis are small. This is a sprawling, it was an Ikea-like Muji. Yeah. It had everything. I used to think Muji was Chinese, but it's actually Japanese. And uh, the, the big Mujis are like Ikea because they have literally their own food being sold there. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah. Interesting. But in any case, that's sort of the mall scene. Once you've seen one mall, you've kind of seen them all. Yeah, and, so I think uh, we're probably going to, I think we're done with malls, unless it starts to rain a lot, in which case we'll just kind of duck into one. But I thought that the dentist was very interesting, though. I mean, I don't know if any podcasters who talk about, or travel podcasters who talk about visiting the dentist, but here goes. We haven't been to a dentist in a year. I mean, we have been on again and off for like dental emergencies, but we haven't really been checked out. And it's not because we haven't been taking care of ourselves, it's just we haven't really had an opportunity because we've been traveling so much. So we finally said, all right, let's go to see the dentist here. How is a Thai dentist different from a US dentist? 
That's a good question. You know, for me, I think when I think of a U.S. dentist, I am thinking about a little bit uh, compared to the experience I had here. You have a little bit more attention, uh, much less rushed, but also, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it would be difficult for me to actually say with any certainty that the level of quality is any worse. But definitely, probably from your experience, you know it's going to cost less here. Oh yeah, because I went to the dentist when I was in Switzerland and I had to get some work done on one of my teeth. And it cost me more in Switzerland for just that one teeth than it cost the three of us to get all of our teeth cleaned and a couple of fillings done. So the prices are considerably less here. But what I noticed about the dentists was the dental office was absolutely immaculate. It was beautiful. It was like, a, I don't know, like a lawyer's office, it seemed. Yeah. And this was Bangkok International Dental Hospital that we were at. And they don't really mess around when they're doing your teeth. They, they you know, ask you to open your mouth up and then they look in and then they say, all right, and they get started. And they do not ask for permission. They don't say, oh, we're going to need to drill or anything like that. They just grab the drill and they start going for it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I thought that that was very interesting. The other thing is that with, with Iden had to have a filling done, they did not use any anesthesia. They just started, they didn't even come out and say, hey, dad, what do you think? Should we, you want to do a filling? They just did it. So that, that's for me, like, uh, that's a very uh, significant difference from the way that dentists are in the US where they're constantly getting your consent for everything. and. Here they just go for it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting like that. Um, you know, I feel like though, it, people say, you know, go overseas to get your dental work in some cases, mm -hmm. or go overseas to get uh, particular procedures done because yeah. it costs less or the, per, uh, or the care is better. I mean, I was overhearing this Australian woman who was like, oh yeah, this is so much better than Australia. You guys are so great. And, they were having communications issues, so they weren't really able to communicate very well. Mm -hmm. That's another thing is, you know, communication is difficult still, even if you're talking with a doctor, if someone who has an MD, someone who's a, or someone who's, I forget, I know dentist, doctor it's a different degree. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, even with that, uh, you're not getting guaranteed good English skills particularly. And so. No, um, and, and yeah. That, yeah, you don't, and you really, when it comes to medical decisions, you really want to have someone who understands what you're saying. So either you understand Thai or they understand English. Yeah. And so when I look at, yeah, when I look at that situation, I think, yeah, it might be a little bit overhyped, mm -hmm. right? Particularly because you're talking about generalities. I don't think any singular person could say, oh yeah, the dentistry is so much better in Thailand. Like, what are you doing touring dentists? I mean, and seeing <laughs> yes. which, how are you telling the yeah, doctors right. apart? How are you telling the, you know, metaphorically uh, separating the wheat from the chaff? And I just don't think people are able to do that. So they end up with these big ideas about like Thai dentists or Hungarian dentists, whatever. And I just, yeah. I really can't say that I see much of a difference. Uh, well, you went to see a dentist when you were in South Africa and they were, they were pretty good and yeah. they were inexpensive. Yeah, but you know, it, de it depends from practice to practice because yeah. the, this particular guy, 
he had all sorts of new technology and he was like, oh, South Africa's great, you know? We have all this money to put into our dental equipment and they were they did a pretty good job. Yeah, no, they did, um, absolutely. But, you know, that's just one, tr one practice. If I went to, uh, you know, the witch doctor, uh, I would and get different service. we have actually been to the witch doctor. I would never get treated by one, but we have, been, we have seen the witch doctor when we were in Kailicha. And boy, that was an interesting experience. Yeah, so I would just say, if you're looking for good uh, dental service, no, I'm just gonna say mental service. If you're looking <laughs> for good dental service, uh, dental care, I, I would say you're probably closer to it than you think. Yeah, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. One of the things that I've noticed about Bangkok is that they have a high number of medical aesthetic practices, if that's the word that I'm we looking for. We live right next to a plastic surgery uh, yeah. practice. So if you want to get work done, this is a good place uh, to get it. And now we, we don't need to get any work done here. We're okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at least I am for now. Um, you know, ask me again in another 10 years, maybe I'll want to get some work done. But so uh, from one hot button topic to the next, is it too early for us to say what we think of Thailand uh, or do we want to give it a, a little bit longer? You know what? Frankly, I've been doing research and I think that this is my diplomatic way of saying uh, we don't know yet. I would <laughs> say, people, if you have been to Thailand, please let us know what's worth doing because we have a list of things that we're going to do next week yeah starting tomorrow um we weren't able to do anything today because it's the king's birthday today um so if you have anything that you would like us to see leave it in the comments because we definitely are open to suggestions right now because uh we haven't really done much of anything this week um except for touring the malls, staying yeah. dry, and then going to the dental clinic, which yes. I know is probably not the most exciting thing. So next week, we're going to see if we can hit some galleries and maybe go to the palace. If yeah. you have suggestions, that is our question of the week. What should we do? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question of the week. One because... more week of fun in Bangkok. Yeah, I was looking at um, Flickr on the geolocating uh, part of the website for the best photos in, in Bangkok. And I'm not seeing m very much that's very photogenic or, or would be interesting to us. And maybe that's because I'm looking in the wrong place. But I think that there, are, I already have a list of galleries and museums. Uh, and I know that we want to see the Royal Palace, but the experience we've had this last week is not so hot. Let me put it to you that way. Well, it was hot, but it was not ideal. It was not very ideal. It's been pretty warm here. Yeah, I mean, this apartment that we're in is not the best apartment we've ever had. Um, they are charging us by uh, electrical unit, so we, so it's in our best interest to keep the AC off. So we're sitting in here and we don't have the AC on. Also because they, we wouldn't get any good audio, but we have, uh, it's been a very hot week here. Yeah, exactly. Is it too early, Aaron, to say whether there are things in Bangkok that you shouldn't do? Like, are there things that you think are maybe overrated or where, you know, people should just avoid them? Yeah, I can say this is the Thai food in Bangkok is different from Thai food that you're going to find in the it United is. States. It is, absolutely. So be careful when you're ordering Thai food, really be careful because um, it is not the same stuff. And it's really hard to wrap my mind around it, particularly when I go to the grocery store 
and they have Thai seasonings, Thai curries in the foreign section as opposed to <laughs> yeah. like, because this is not what Thai people actually use. And so I'm just massively confused. And the Thai food that we have been having here um, has been very much cleansed for the Western palate. And whenever we've gone have real Thai food, it's been, some of it's been very difficult to appreciate. Yes, so uh, a short guide to Thai food is, if you ask for it spicy, they will give it to you very spicy. Uh, uh, yeah. Thai hot is absolutely nuclear. Although we've had some Thai hot food in, at hotels that really wasn't that hot. No, no. The, the hotels, they don't give you anything spicy. Yeah, they, it's they're afraid all... that their guests are going to, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> check out in a huff. Um, <laughs> literally, I, uh, as someone who is on a plant-based diet, when I uh, try to find food here, I find it's very, very difficult because they love uh, pouring fish sauce into everything. Yeah, that's one thing too. It's not, and I, I thought, because we've been to a lot of Thai restaurants, there was a really great Thai restaurant when we, was, we were living in Sedona, but um, it was, they would put like peanut sauce and things like that, and they had plenty of plant-based options. But here it's, I haven't been able to find the peanut sauce in any of the grocery stores. Yeah, they don't do peanut sauce. They it's don't do the it. weirdest thing. It's, it's like there's a different kind of Thai food served overseas. It's like a facade because it's almost like it's all things to all people. Yes. Like when I think of Thai food in the United States, when I go to a Thai restaurant, it's like, you know, vegan options. And then you have a wide variety of food and you have coconut and it tastes great wherever you go. I remember when we lived in Prescott and there was even a Thai restaurant there. Yes. There are no Thai people in Prescott. I mean, I suppose now there are. Yeah, there are. But yes. you could go in there and you could ask and people would give you basically anything you wanted. And it was a very different Thai food. You'd think, oh, this is just, this is very traditional Thai food in the United States. No, it isn't. You go to Thailand, they're not serving anything. It's not even close. You think pad thai has peanuts on it normally? It doesn't. No, it's got fish sauce. It has lots of fish sauce. It, pad thai doesn't even have anything to do with peanuts. And lots of fish sauce. It's um, So I would say this, if you're going to Thailand for a culinary adventure, mm -hmm. you're going to get more than what you bargained for. <laughs> it's going to be a culinary um, misadventure. And um, other than that, uh, yeah, I think that if you're going to Thailand for natural beauty, don't come here. Just don't come here. Well, Bangkok does, well, Bangkok, does not. Bangkok, yes. yeah. Don't I go think to Thailand. Bangkok. You know, we haven't really been to, and we, we are going to be seeing the rest of Thailand. But um, Bangkok itself is it, it really we've, and we haven't been to, to see the palace yet. We're going to be seeing the palace, but it's not really, it's not a looker the same way that you know some of the big world cities are. Yeah, yeah, no, Bangkok is not a not a pretty place. I'll just put it just I'll just put it that way. But I think that um, other parts of Thailand they, probably nicer. Yeah, we had a lot of comments on last week's podcast, and our question actually was, "What's the best hotel experience you've ever had?" Everyone wanted to talk about that. Um, as Sam said. Um, we were driving through Slovenia with no hotel reservations and we saw a palace-like hotel called the Hotel Villa Bled on the shores of Lake Bled in the Julian Alps. It sounds so nice. Um, and it's, she, she goes on to talk about how uh, it was a really special experience. 
Tom says, uh, we've been to a number of nice resorts uh, on our many trips, and I like the El Cid resorts in Mexico a lot. He says the best one ever was the Kahala Hilton in Hawaii. He says in 1967, I was in uh, VN, which I, I'm assuming is Vietnam, and I got R&R to Hawaii, and I, I brought my wife Valerie there, and after spending a couple of days in the military guest housing, we were able to get into the Hilton. Um, wow, I don't even know if that, does that Hilton still exist? Um, I, I, I don't recall it still being there. <clears throat> uh, Mickey says, my coolest hotel experience was uh, Gora Kaden in Hakone, Japan, which I'm sure I've mispronounced. Hakone is north of Kyoto and at the foot of Mount Fuji. It's known for onsen, the hot springs. Uh, we are going to be in Japan soon and we will have to check that out. She says, my meals were served in my room by my own maid, and I had a fantastic massage. <laughs> wow. I want to go there. Um, Bill, as I noted before, said um, it would be great if you could devote maybe a full page to each hotel that you stayed in, and um, I'm going to actually uh, have a link to that story in Forbes. Um, Joe says the peninsula Hong Kong with uh, Rolls Royces to and from town and also raffles Singapore with a stenga on the veranda. What is a stenga? I should probably know what a stenga is. Um, and Jonathan says a longtime subscriber, longtime expat here in Thailand. He says, glad you're enjoying Bangkok. If you get up to Chiang Mai, where I've lived for 18 years, feel free to call. Thank you, Jonathan. And you know what? If we get up there, we will definitely be in touch. Um, Bob says, I love hotels, but having people wait on me always makes me feel a little awkward. Uh, Thailand is one of the most beautiful places on earth, and Chiang Mai is one of the most beautiful places in Thailand. So maybe we really do need to make it up to Chiang Mai. Bob and Aaron, We've had this conversation, you and I, about feeling awkward when people are waiting on you. Yeah. And there were some awkward moments last week where people were just waiting around for us to do something and they were asking if they could do anything and we were just like, please, just, you know, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's unfortunately a part of the, the gig when you go to nice hotels is that there are going to be people who are over, you know, Overdoing it, let's <laughs> put it that way. Um, but I think that it's probably better that they do that. And uh, there are other sins of hospitality that are probably going to make you feel a lot more uncomfortable. And I think that it's good that they try at least to do that. It's good for them to do yeah. more as opposed to... To less. To do less yeah. or to do something, you know, that might be unexpected we'll put it that way <laughs> okay. like you and know we've they, had unexpected in the past too and we've stayed at places yeah i mean like i think the only, the example i would give is that they they would get offended if you didn't like accept their service or something like that yeah that's that's never happened thai people are very hospitable and they're very friendly um and so are indonesians um when we were in bali everyone was extremely friendly um there were a lot of things I didn't like about Bali, but the people were definitely not one of them. I loved the people there that we met. 
And the Thai people here are also very nice. Um, I haven't met a single mad person or someone who said something bad to me. They've all been just very, very nice. Yeah. So that's good. This week's question is, where should we go next? It's a very simple question. I would love to get your suggestions about where we should go in Bangkok and we will report back because we will actually go to those places and take pictures if we can make it there. If yeah. it's not too monsoony, because it's pretty monsoony. Anyway, that's it from here next week. Aiden, your boy, will be back with us from Vietnam, hopefully, and we will have him, we'll do a full debrief. We'll do an interrogation. Yes, <laughs> fun interrogation. Oh, that'll be fun, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you listened. Thanks for tuning in to the LA Confidential Podcast. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye-bye.